Hess. Welcome to Young About That Day. I am Carl Hess. With me, as always, Joel Miller. Mm, hello. Uh, just, I'm just still still recovering from that weekend in Albany. It's been it's been a long weekend. I was in Albany doing comedy shows uh, with friend of the show Brooks Whelan, and uh, they're just it's a it's a chili dog based culture there. I oh mean, my I, god, I don't know I don't know how, how you're they alive. do it. There, the the local specialty is mini chili dogs that have raw onions and mustard on them. That's the move. And I gotta say, pretty fucking good. I mean, you know, it's a chili dog. Not a big chili dog guy. It's myself. not gonna blow you away. That's the thing about a chili dog. Never does. The thing, the thing is though, it was kind of like I've never been to like a proper Detroit Coney Island dog place, but yeah. it was more of a. It wasn't like a thick chili. It's more of like a meat paste. sauce. It's a paste. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like a bolognese yeah. almost. It's like Pink's hot dogs, right? I would say, they have it's theirs isn't like a thick chili. It's like a it's a paste, right? It it holds together, but it's it's like the AM PM chili that like you press a button and it comes out of like a like a tap. <laughs> yeah, it's like that consistency. You put your head under it. You I mean you could you'd probably be asked to leave the AM PM. You know that people, you know that the AM PM guy had seen some wild shit at three AM on a Saturday. People opening bags of chips and just putting it under cheese, the chili tap. Yeah, or the cheese sauce tap. An open chili tap. You can't really trust the general public around that. You can't really trust the, the chili around that. It's just like, I wouldn't, I'm not even sure what it is. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm picturing an establishment that's like a pink it's berry. It's all hubs. It's like a pink berry, but it's just all different kinds of chili. And you go down the line and you just pull the different levers and you weigh it at the end. It's like one's just straight tallow. <laughs> You're just like, hmm. Fatty. Chili berry. That's actually not bad. For for chili aficionados. Chill berry. Chill berry? I mean hardcore chili people. People people would chill th- people would think that chili berry or chill berry is a frozen yogurt place. So when they get like meat, like hot meat yogurt, <laughs> if that is I don't think that's a thing, but now I guess it could be, but if they got like hot meat coming out of a tap, I and like right but right next to it is the same accoutrement that you would have at a pink berry. So there's like gummy bears and sprinkles. Chili tap. Now the logical conclusion of where my mind goes is a chili keg stand where you're upside down ingesting hot chili. Imagine how much Imagine. vomit there would be. <laughs> chili vomit. That's what it would be. I mean, so yeah, I had eight of these mini chili dogs and then. Which are, let's say, let's say four I mean, regular, it's basically four regular four hot dogs. Four regular hot dogs. It was a lot, but they go down really easy. There's something mentally about a mini dog. Well, were you drinking? No, they, there was no alcohol. So we went to this place north of Albany because there's like, like any regional food stuff, there's like the rivalry. They're like, some people think it's Hot Dog Charlie's and some people think it's Famous Lunch. And then we went to this place, yeah. um, Gus's. Oh, that, so, sound, that sounds like it takes the cake. I mean, it's been there forever. You know, it's like yeah. an establishment. It's one of these family-owned places where they're like super surly. You they're can, only you, wearing Kowalskis. Exactly. You can feel the familial tension when you walk in like, what do you want? Yeah. You know, I, I appreciate that. Uh, it, Philly's got a lot of the same things. Gruff, but it's like you, yeah. you get the food quickly and that's what you care about. Yeah. You're not there to make fucking small talk. No. Uh, but yeah, we went to Gus's and it's just like, you know. It's it's uh, a shack basically. It's a hot dog shack. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty good. But the the one thing that I had never seen before was they had a sausage and pepper sandwich, but that was like a burger. Like it was so a sausage patty. Yes, it was a sweet Italian sausage patty. Okay, covered in peppers and probably some onions, and yeah. then just on a burger bun. That's it. I've no, never no seen... like like mustard or mayonnaise mm, or anything. There else. There wasn't really much in the in the way of condiment. No, no, like spicy. I was nothing. just kind of shoving it down. I didn't even. 
It looked like it was straight. Yeah, by the time you hit that seventh chili dog, <laughs> you kind of like start to feel gnarly like you're on mushrooms. Right. No, I was literally tripping when I walked out of there. Just uh, that chili high. Yeah, that dude, that chili high is real. That meat high. Um, but that, I feel like sausage patties on a, you know, you see a sausage patty in a breakfast context. Sausage patty on a sandwich, not utilized enough. Which I still am not a big fan of. Why? I don't know. I'd You'd rather have, have a link? I'd rather have bacon. Mm. If you're talking about breakfast, breakfast sandwich stuff, eggs, bacon, cheese. Like, that's but what like about the, like... That's like the trinity. What about if you're having a McMuffin? Wouldn't you rather have a sausage patty than would bacon? I, why would I ever eat a McMuffin? Or what if you're having a breakfast sandwich? Dude, you know what the best breakfast why sandwich is? Why would you is? eat a McMuffin? First you of eat all, Burger King all the time. Okay, first of all, I don't. It's been about... Three months since I've had. And I'm proud of you. And let me and look how healthy you look. They've been closing the moat. They're like closing like fucking left and right around here. I mean, you you've been trying to patronize them enough to keep them open. I I I have a Burger King gift card I've had since Christmas. And you haven't used it. You're part of the problem. It has gone wanting. You're part of the problem. No, the best the best breakfast sandwich, the Chick Fil A chicken biscuit, which is just chicken on Mm. a biscuit. It is so good. I don't really like their biscuits. Oh god, they're so delicious. They're not they're not super moist. No, they are. They're very moist. Mm. When's the last time you had one? You know, there was a Chick-fil-A in the Albany airport, and uh, you didn't I, have it? I almost went there, but it was a fucking line. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't care that much about Chick-fil-A. It's like Chick-fil-A is fine, but like, I, 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 I'd take I, it or leave I, it. I only ever get it for breakfast. That's it. Okay, so you're saying it's an egg. Or no. It's just chicken on a biscuit. It's chicken on a biscuit. Why is, why is that breakfast? Uh, because it is. Because on a biscuit. Because it's a biscuit? Exactly. Anything on a biscuit is automatically breakfast. Thank you. Precisely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd rather have a ham biscuit. It's been decreed. I, I don't want I don't like I don't want like ham. I want either bacon, egg, and cheese. You don't want pork in the morning? It's a traditional morning I want bacon. food stuff. I want bacon in the morning. So what about bacon on a biscuit? Uh sure. I'd rather have bacon on like a like a muffin, mm. though. I'd rather have a muffin as a, a as a vehicle for the breakfast sandwich. Now you're talking crazy. Cutting I'm a muffin not. in half, putting bacon in there, and eating it like a sandwich. What are you even talking about? Dude, I, like an, it's like an egg McMuffin. That's what it is. It's an English muffin. It's an English muffin. Oh, I thought you meant like a muffin muffin. No, not like a chocolate chip muffin. You said muffin, muffin not yeah, English muffin. Yeah, give me the uh, bran muffin with the cottage <laughs> cheese smear. Uh, I'll take uh, some hot links on it. You know, that's actually... So Douse it in Worcestershire. Remember in Seinfeld where it's the muffin top? Imagine two muffin tops and and then something in the middle like a sandwich. That's kind of like a McGriddle vibe. Yeah, but that's like but that's like uh like when people do like a burger with like Krispy Kreme donuts as the bun. Mm, it's too much. I just don't. I just and don't I've, want had that. That. I've, I've had that. I've never had that. I refuse to eat. It that. is. You do not feel good about yourself while you're eating it, and you don't feel good about uh your life it's choices. The, the same people that eat that for breakfast are people that go to like a deli and go like, "Give me the fucking Monte Cristo, dude. I want powdered sugar and French toast on, Anyone? Uh, with ham and cheese." That always impresses me. Anyone getting like a croak madame during like business hours for lunch you're gonna go back to work after that what are you out of your mind uh larry uh how's that presentation working Uh, i'm so feel my right arm i'm my hands are all (laughs) sticky with syrup your beard's covered in cheese pulled together man i mean look if you have all day to just while away in a french manner smoking a galois if you're like a wealthy playboy then yes of course and I have, a, have a croque madame at any hour, sir. I, I imagine like Bruce Wayne ate a bunch of croque madames <laughs> no. for lunch. No, he was low carb. He, he was on Batman training. No, that guy like worked like he did, he's like Michael Phelps. He needs to ingest like nine thousand <laughs> calories a day. Yeah, Michael Phelps probably eating croque madames left and right. Michael, let's, let's Michael Phelps wakes up and mainlines spaghetti. <laughs> what would if you were uh, 
an athlete at that level or just someone who was, I, I don't know, for whatever reason. Had to adjust that. Many yeah, cars. like you had to walk miles a day. You lived in some small village and I don't know. Whatever lifestyle it was, you were burning like 5,000 calories easy a day. What would be your, what would be your like staples? Uh, it was just like, you can have whatever the fuck you want and you're going to burn it off because. And, and, it, and it mattered not. It mattered not. Uh, I mean, you got to think about some kind of. Well, like I mean, if you I eat do, just ice cream, you'll well, probably like, I, like I, well, I'm not like a big sweets person, as you know, yeah. um, we're savory and, and you know that I do like enjoy a lot of like vegetables and salads. Sure. Um, we're, so we're healthy daddies. I don't think I'd really change much about really? what I eat. I'd no pr- pasta for breakfast. No, 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 no. I'm not that big into pasta too. So like, I like pasta, but I'm not mm. like, if I want pasta, what does that even mean though? Like I want pasta like once a month. Okay. Like I like I want it. Like I really, 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 really want what do you it. Think like, the, what do you think the item is that you crave the regularly? Most? Uh, pizza. Still, I still, pizza. I still. Just yeah, I think if it pizza. comes down to pizza versus pasta, like I, I gotta go pizza. If I could, if I could eat a slice a day, with zero consequence, then I would do it. But I can't. You can live healthy eating a slice of pizza a day. Ugh. But see, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> it's like then you get one, and then you just get the taste, and you want more. But that's the thing. It's a slippery slope. That's true. So it's it's like drinking. It's like having a drink. It's like no one's going out to a bar mm. and being like, "I'll have one." Beer, I've tried please. to do that. It sucks. It doesn't because you don't because if you drink a lot and you're trying to do it to drink less, you you don't get a buzz off one beer, and they're like, "Why did I even bother with this?" Yeah, it's it's just kind of it's like no one's going out and being like. So you're saying no pizza or eat a pizza a day. There's no in between. I mean, like, I like I could definitely eat like a, a san like a, some kind of sandwich, something between bread. Um, I mean, I I li- I could eat a steak every day if I really wanted to, mm. um, or like a really unhealthy salad. Steak like, is something I don't think I would ever get tired of, as long as it's like a good steak. I I could eat a steak a day. I could eat a steak every day for dinner and be the happiest man in the world. Oh God, you just so much blockage, you know? Like you would. Just give me some steak and a it red was wine. So funny. There Your was a heart just gets bigger and bigger. There was bigger. a post that was like going around the internet. I guess it was from uh, Joe Rogan, and he started doing like an all carnivore diet. And he's like, the post was like, first, uh, let's talk about the cons of this. It's just nonstop hot diarrhea. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, that's a deal breaker. You could, you could tell me I could eat steak every day, but if I'm getting nonstop actively hot diarrhea, I'm I'm off the plan. I need some roughage, man. I, you need roughage. I need some fiber. As much as I roughage. love meat, it's like the, the meat and vegetables go together. You can't go all carnivore, Joe Rogan. Take it from me. No, that sounds like too much. But like that's too much. Like if I could eat like if I could just with zero consequence eat like a breakfast burrito every morning mm. and a slice of pizza and then like Breakfast burrito for breakfast. And a, and a sensible dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Slice of pizza for lunch and a sensible dinner. And a, sen- and a sensible dinner. I, I would, That's actually I, not bad. That wouldn't uh, be too bad. Like, no. Like, you know, you wake up and someone's like, here's a breakfast burrito. I don't have to think about it. I'd be like, cool. What's in it today? And they'll be like, chorizo and eggs. I'd be like, excellent. This is delicious. Where's salsa? This you know? is why I, if I ever get successful enough to have a private chef, I will die. Nah, nah. I'll be like, steak again. I'll be like, sir, you just you can't take it. I'm like, I'll tell you when I've had enough, Pierre. No, you just, you make the fucking steak and you shut your mouth. I didn't hire you to talk. You just finally gained some weight. That's what would happen. Well, that's probably true. No, but this, but actually, it would probably go the other way. Because if you have a private chef, you can eat healthy and it's easy. Because eating healthy at home, I'm not saying it's hard, but it's it's easy to just grab junk food on the go and get fast food. And eating healthy, you have to like cook at home a lot and a lot of people don't have time yeah, for that true. a lot of people don't want to cook a lot of people aren't into making food for themselves which is weird which is weird but like so i used satisfying to i used it. to be that way like in college i never cooked i never made yeah, food but that's for myself a co- that's a co- like what college students like all right i'm having a dinner party uh the first course is going to be like, like no that's not i'm always have. like 
I always think about it's like, like come over, we're older a pie, we're right. playing Call of Duty. Yeah, you're right. There's probably some. I mean, I I always think about how garbage I ate, and I was like, oh, if only I could go back, I would have. Oh, dude, I would have tapas parties all the time. It was just like it was just like oh man, I just gotta go Del Taco and crush like yeah. you know quesadilla. And, like, you need seven that tacos. phase in your life to learn that you can't live like that. No, but like a lot of people stay in that phase forever. That's true. Or they just don't let go of it. Yeah. It's not that hard to eat healthy, but it is harder than not eating healthy. It's it's so weird. It's the harder option. It's so weird because eating healthy, like, is more expensive no matter what. Like, I don't think that's always true. Though. No, it is. Like, for example, let's even take like a a fast food chain. Let's say McDonald's. Right. You can go to McDonald's and you can get a salad. And correct? the salads are not healthy there. No, no, no. But the, the, it's disguised under the guise right. of being healthy. At least it's vegetables enough. Right. Quote unquote, you get a salad there. It's probably going to cost you about three twenty nine, or you can get two hamburgers, and that's going to cost you. We're about just talking $2. about dollar per calorie, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. If like, you're trying to feed a family, it's a lot easier to go for those burgers. You can, nobody wants salad like, for dinner. You can go to Seven Eleven, and you can get a slice of pizza from Seven Eleven. It's going to probably going to cost you about like a dollar. Mm. You know. Yeah. You can get a banana there, and it's going to cost you a dollar too. It's still. It's still. It's still more expensive to be healthier. I remember seeing a guy order a slice of pizza in 7-Eleven, and it looked so bad. It had been in there. It must have been there for it's days. The, it's the worst and pizza this, And the guy, had. like, the dude working the counter was literally like, are you sure? Like, he was like, he no, questioned the customer. No, he, like, gave him a waiver to sign. <laughs> he's like, uh, just before I give this to you, just need a dot here, next of kin. Uh, where's your life alert bracelet? What you do is you buy that slice, you take it over to the chili spigot, and you just fucking cover that, baby. What are you doing? Chili cheese pizza. <laughs> I'm making it edible. Chili cheese pizza. I'm putting salsa and pickles on top of it, too. I, I will say, though, I don't know if this is just a testament to how good I am at eating, but after eight mini chili dogs and a sausage and pepper patty sandwich, felt pretty good. Sure, I took a you huge were, shit later, you but... Were, you were on a high, though, you know? Like, oh, I was fucked up. That's what happens. I was when, fucked up. That's what happens when you mainline a heroin. You feel pretty good. <laughs> that's true. Like, I feel pretty the good. The bad part comes later I down should, the line. I should do this. I don't this. know. I did heroin. I, I feel great. I was day. like, this. why is everyone uh, down on heroin? It feels pretty good to me. Yeah. Uh, we didn't make it to the other competitors. Like, obviously, when we started talking about it... You uh, got more chili dogs. No. Well, we tried to go to the other one, but it was closed on Sunday, but like... I was talking about it on stage that weekend, and people would come up to be like, "Fuck Gus's, you got to go to Famous Lunch." I was like, "Love a hot dog rivalry, baby! Cross down hot dog rivalry. This is what I live for." That's, I just that's love. Hilarious. I love traveling and eating regional, eating regional food specialties, especially in like the Northeast, because it's like all the regional sandwiches have the same story. It was like a guy had a food stand, and he like dropped meat into another thing and then like a cop walked by and he was like that looks pretty good what and then he's like, like oh, this is a mistake and he's like what would be like the regional like silliest thing because like you go to like Albany it's like right. chili dogs like even if you came to LA it would be tacos like you can't go to that taco truck like what is it you're in Seattle and they're like man you can't get those that smoked salmon over there That's you can't get bullshit. that smoked salmon from Danny from Dairies you gotta go over to Johnny's <laughs> and get their smoked salmon I bet there are people with uh, violent salmon opinions in the in the Pacific Northwest if you have a violent salmon opinion <laughs> you, email are, us. you are trash Yep, 42069 at gmail.com. We want to hear your violent you, salmon opinion. You are worse than Hitler. <laughs> well, the thing is, up there they just have great salmon. So it's like you can get great salmon anywhere. Uh, I think <laughs> I think if there's a specific preparation of salmon, like, oh, like uh, Tommy's maple salmon blows the fucking balls off of Johnny's maple salmon. That's like, you know, that's the classic. I'd love to go to Spain and be like, eh, don't get their bocorones, man. The bocorones are very better. These bocorones are shit. I don't know why I'm doing an Italian accent. 
You, you come to Italy for the meatball, you don't go to Mario. You come to Giuseppe. You come to Lu uh, Luigi. Yeah, no, you go to Luigi's. But that's the thing, though. Anywhere you go in the world, uh, at the local level, and at the national level, and the international level, there will always be people with, who want to argue about the best place to get a certain thing. Whether it's a regional sandwich, whether it's the best oysters, whether it's you know the best produce at the market. You're like, ah, yeah, farmer... Farmer Tom over here, that's a fucking load of shit. You want to go down the way to Farmer John? Let me tell you what. I, I mean, food... You like, know there are people like that that are just like, you don't go to Vons, you go to Ralph's. What are you, what are you crazy? <laughs> I'd probably go, rather go to Ralph's over Vons. You don't go to fucking... It. You go to Food for Less. It's better. I mean, food opinions animate so much about just the way that we communicate. Like, I was in a, a lift the other day... And uh, I just talked about classic L.A. food places with this guy for like 20 minutes. I was going to West Hollywood and just like he just kept bringing up places and we would talk and sometimes we would argue and then he would just move on to the next place. And it was like he had strong opinions. And I was like, I respect And now you're pen pals. Now you do correspondence. <laughs> no, it's but when, nice. when he let me off, I was like, this has legitimately been a fun conversation. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes you talk to your Lyft driver, but you're like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Yeah. This one, I was like, hey, thanks, buddy. I, pr I appreciate it. Gave him a real nice tip. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone has food opinions. A lot of them are terrible. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's be just because everyone's not, like, the same, your food opinion is definitely going to vary drastically, even from, like, good food opinion to good food opinion or, like, people that you would trust. Like, sometimes your food opinions boggle my mind. Mm. I, I just, I just like, I just, I just can't understand them. Mm. But, like, like, a lot of chefs that I know, their food opinions, I was like, really? Like, that's... That's what gets your motor running? That's what really, like, fucking you know, like, melts your potatoes? Yeah. You, you know what I was actually thinking about recently, though? Like, and we've talked about this, how, like, consistency is such a hard thing to achieve in a restaurant, in a food setting. And, like, I feel like that can feed into, like, if I go to a place that's hyped up and have a bad meal, you know, that's going to color my whole opinion of the place. And then maybe I'll say to yeah. someone else, oh, I went there, it was overhyped. And if I go back and it's better... I don't know what to think. It's like, <laughs> is it inconsistent? Is it this good all the time? Yeah. That's why I always appreciated when Jonathan Gold would go to like, he'd go to a place like seven times before he wrote about it. Right. Because no, his, his, I think his role was three. Okay. At least it was, three. It was, it was like, but three he'd, he'd go more than that sometimes. But I think that needs to be factored in, especially when we're talking about the latest hyped up place or the newest restaurant or even an old standby. It's like, you can have a bad meal at a good restaurant. I mean, you know all the factors that I mean, go into it. I mean, Peter Luger in New York got that scathing review. Yeah, but I don't know. You know, I would be interested to know if Pete Wells actually had a bad meal or if he went in like, I need to generate some hate clicks. I'm going to do a takedown review of a loved, beloved steakhouse. I don't think they're it's doing it. Like, I don't think Peter, they're hurting. I've been to Peter, Peter Luger's like three times. It seems they've been doing the same thing for like 50 years. Like, I don't yeah. think there's much variation. No, no, no. Did he I, actually I, have a bad meal? Or is I it think New York, it was about like the Is the failing New York Times like, just needing hate clicks? It was like service and like the... the, the sure. Like, the, the way things You can have a bad post, experience you know? anywhere. I mean, there's so many factors. Like, you know, someone has a bad day on the wait staff in the kitchen. You know, you know. I don't have to tell you. I mean, like... I, like one of our favorite restaurants, Night Market. Sure. I eat there often. I, I, I eat there so much. So, like sometimes you just strike out. You go and it's like, eh, all right. Maybe they had a new guy in the kitchen. Maybe they're having a bad day. Like the, the sometimes the service is a little spotty. You know, I, I'll agree with you on, on the face of that argument. But I will say Night Market Song is probably the most – I mean, it, it's, I've eaten there probably more than any other restaurant in L.A. So I have a more – 
I have a bigger body of knowledge to draw I mean, from, a I've body of experience. What, like, at least fifteen. I mean, I've times. been over. I've been there over fifty times. Easy. Yeah, yeah. I've only, I've been like. But like, I gotta say, it's pretty fucking consistent. Most, for for the, how busy it is, the most consistent busy restaurant that I've been to, Thai food wise, is Rune Pear. Rune Pear is. I've never, I don't consistent. think I've ever had a bad meal at Rune Pear. I've never had a bad. But meal I've probably Rune only Pear. been there like a dozen times. Like I don't eat at Rune Pear regularly, like I eat at Song. I've probably been to Rune Pear as many times as I've been to Night Market. Okay. Uh, but we gotta go back to Rune Pear. We do gotta go back to Rune Pear. What we gotta do is that Northern Thai food club place. Yes. Yeah. I, I just like the name. People are talking about that. People are. It's hot. Um, I do really like that, uh, like fermented herby sour sausage, which I guess is the Isan Northern Thai style. Yes. Um, that's a big thing I order at Song. I mean, if that's on the menu, I'm getting it. It's funky. It's got all kinds of I weird fermented hit, shit in I'm it. A, I'm more of a lunch guy when it comes to more like, of a lunch guy. I'm more of a lunch guy when it comes to night market. I never really see. Go I like the night. dinner vibe because it's like we've talked about. Like, you know, it's hard to manufacture the ambiance past a certain point, but like. It's always fun in there, and it's like it's a place to just like drink wine and have fun, and it always kind of feels like a wine party with great food. Yeah, I which mean, I, I think is a, a triumph of of you know what they've. I achieved. mean, we got a bottle of wine today. It was delicious. Like the wine. Well, yeah. If you want to drink good. a bottle of wine at lunch, what what better place? It's not. There's, there's like really no other better better place. But you know what I don't like? What about Night Market? The one thing I don't like is their fried chicken sandwich. Mm. I do not think it's good. I think it's good. I, I don't have is, a problem with it. I think it is not good. I think it is the weakest thing on the menu. Huh. And like every table has one. What would and you do also, what would you and, do to improve the fried chicken? And sandwich? another thing is like it's a Thai food place and outside painted in big letters says try our world famous fried chicken sandwich. Ah, they got, you know, they got to play their strengths. Ah. You know what? I prefer just getting the two fried chicken thighs over the sandwich. But I'm I like the sandwich. I don't have any problem with the sandwich. I, I just like the I'll just get the boxing chicken, startled pig, so pork tara, and a, and a crispy rice salad. That's a perfect meal. That's a perfect meal. Perfect meal. I don't need anything else. Uh, I I've do, never had like pad thai or pad siu from my night market ever in my life. I have, and it's always fucking good. I, I don't go big on noodles. I go big on pork. I'll order like three or four pork things. Get the yeah. mu yang, get the startled pig. Got to get that pork toro. Um, pork but I, I do want to give a shout out to, I went to the Bar Brutal pop-up at Song a couple weeks ago. That's a place in Barcelona, Bar Brutal, that yep. I went when I was there. It's fucking rad. Natural wine bar. Great food. Really cool. They did a pop-up at Song. And it was, I think, maybe the first time that I had grilled sweetbreads. And I remember we were talking about this the other oh, yeah. week, how you always see sweetbreads fried. So you yeah. don't really get their true flavor. Yeah. But these were grilled, and they were like the best sweetbreads I've ever had. I love grilled sweetbreads. They were fan. so good. I'm a big fan. Grand glands. Yeah. Weren't those glands grand? They were delicious. I, I think, I pe mean, are people just scared of glands? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, of course. They're just, just like, a, like, I think, like, what, chicken liver might be the most... Approachable. Approachable. But that's not thing. a gland. It's an organ. An organ. Uh, the word gland sounds bad. It was like when we were talking about head cheese, how it just sounds bad. Like, you don't want to hear the word gland when you're eating. I don't know, man. Because, like, like, what, like, so a gland, like, you know, like a sweetbread or whatever. Gland. But, like, Ew, like, what is a gland? What do you like, picture? But I gland? think people would be like, if you put, like, in the order of, like, a tripe would be behind. A sweetbread in my it's in my mind. Well, tripe's like intestines, which yeah. is also kind of a hard sell because like that's where but the shit is. It, but you see it it's everywhere. The it's more acceptable that's in, true. in Southern California than sweetbread. Right. I think because of the Mexican taco truck tradition, tripa is like people know about tripe. You know, especially if you're Mexican, people you probably know. grow up being exposed people to tripe. People know about tripe. People know about tripe. They like it. They're used give to me, it. Sure, it's a tripe. shit hose. We cleaned it out. We cleaned the shit hose. Uh, you know, tripe. Is one of those things that I've had that I've liked, and I'm like, this is good. And then I've had one, I'm like, I'm like oh, this eh, is terrible. I don't know about this one. A little bit squishy for me. 
We had a. Uh, we went to. I'll eat anything. I'll eat any organ. We Throw went it to. At me. We went to Feng Mao and we had aorta. Shout remember? out to Feng Mao. We had a. Uh, was like, it lamb heart? It was. It, I I think so. It was okay. whatever. It just said aorta on the menu. Feng Mao rules. Lamb. Hidden a, gem. Yeah. They just actually Google it, folks. They Feng actually Mao. just redid their entire place. They they were closed Did for they? a little while. They remodeled. Yeah. Oh, it's we got very, go. very very nice. Very very fashionable. Favorite it's a, place. It's like a, it's like supreme bought the building. Um, speaking of favorite place, uh, we're doing a very special in the field episode yet again this week. Throwing it uh, out. What's more fun than going in the field? Um, so yeah, this is actually one of my absolute favorite places to go. Talk about a place I go regularly and is consistently good. Um, why don't we fucking throw it out to the field and get down? Hello. Hello. Thanks, Carl and Joel. We're here at Hail Mary Pizza. Um, we're actually above Hail Mary Pizza. In a uh, secret location. Yeah. With Chef David Wilcox. <laughs> uh, you live above your own restaurant. Sure do. Which is, uh, a, I mean, I feel like a pretty ideal situation. Commute's great. They're, they're, they're the best commute in L.A. Stumbled, that, that stumbled down the stairs. Commute. Yeah. <laughs> if you fall um, down the stairs, it's a one-second commute. Hail Mary is uh, a gem, I would say. It's one of my favorite places. Um, you know... Uh, there's there's a lot of talk these days about how there's so much good pizza in LA, but I always recommend Hail Mary, you know, because there's still people, you know, maybe they've recently moved here, maybe they don't know what the fuck's going on, and they're just like, oh god, LA, you know, that whole tired refrain, LA doesn't have any good pizza. This is the place I always am like, well, you have clearly haven't been to Hail Mary. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great pizza in LA. There and is, I think, and, there I, really and is. I think. I think a lot of that there's a lot of great not not a lot of great pizza in LA bullshit comes from um, people coming from other places, especially and having New York. A, yeah New York and they have an affinity for the place that you know they grew up liking pizza. I mean, right. I'm from Chicago, this isn't same like the thing. neighborhood pizza place that I grew up with. Right. Also, LA spread out. When you move here, you don't know what the fuck's going on. You know, it's like, but I people who say that and even now, it's like you're it's, it's not your fault. Yeah, it's They're your not fucking attention. fault. Uh, I hate that shit. But yeah, I always send people here. Uh, right off the bat. And uh, I mean, it's, you know, you guys do the square slices during the day. $4 for a square slice. I mean, that's one of, that's one of the best deals around. Fat slab. And that Fat. Is, that is a, and it is, a, it is a hefty boy. We just ate one and it was fucking delicious. Throw yeah. that in a salad together. You got lunch. Yeah, that's the other thing. I think you, uh, your vegetables are right up there. I mean, the last time we had you on the show, we were talking about your previous restaurant, Journeyman, which existed in the space that is now Hail Mary, right underneath our feet. And, uh, you know, that transformation was uh, really a sight to behold. I mean, Hail Mary was named so because it was it was kind of your last attempt at keeping things going, right? A literal Hail Mary. <laughs> a, a, a stoned, and it was caught. And it was good. A stoned and drunken homage to what we were doing. Yes. I mean, when, when did you realize that Journeyman was doomed? And when did you come up with the idea of, like, it can live on as a pizza place? Um... It was a, a Friday in August. Uh, I, for some reason, that day went down to look at the uh, the ATM. Just weird feeling and some other things going on. Check the, the old bank balance. And it was like, oh, we got eight hundred bucks. My financial sense is tingling. Yeah, I must check the balance. And uh, you know, so uh, I announced to the staff on Sunday we were closing. Uh, Monday was our last day. We had about ten days left to uh, pay the. The rent, which oh. uh, you know, also meant we had to pay payroll and taxes right. by the end of the month, or else the restaurant would be forfeit. Yeah. And initially, the idea was just to do it to see if we could just keep it open long enough to possibly sell it. You know, I mean, that right. was part of it. Was just like, fuck, like maybe we just need to sell it, and that's that. 
Um, but it was also like in my head, I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, let's go all out and see what happens. And, you know, trying to sit around and like come up with a name. You know what it is. Naming something's a pain in the ass. Such a it pain is. in the yeah. ass. You can't, and then, you know, just joking around with some friends and it was like, oh, let's say Hail Mary. And I was like, yeah, that'll work. You know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, sounds about, yeah, right. I don't want to have to think about it. I just want to make the dough. Right. Um, and, and so, and you know, pizza places make money. We all know this. Yeah. Like, you wanted to make the dough and make some fucking dough. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and cost of goods is low. Yeah. Cost of goods is low. Even when you're buying like we all organic flowers, you know, locally grown, uh, all organic tomatoes, you know, most of our products are organic and local, that kind of thing. We're spending more money, but because of the way that pizza works, yeah, it just was, you know, at least a, a shot to see if we could save it. And uh, sure enough, you know, 10 days later, we paid the rent and paid our payroll and every, you know, in journeyman, it didn't just close. We didn't have money. We were in debt. We were in a lot of debt. Right. Like yeah. Six figures debt. Oh, like, shit. Like we were done. So you're like, we need something that everyone will love. Boom, pizza. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've made pizza before. It wasn't right. the first time. You have a you have a baking background. You're, you're Last time I was here, we were talking about bread. Yeah. That's yeah. true. You uh, you still have probably the best sourdough that I think in the city. There's a lot of good bread these days, just like there's a lot, a lot of, of good, good pizza. Bread. Big big sourdough town right now. But I think yours is still uh, definitely up there in the t- top echelon. Well, shucks. I mean, the last time you did the show, you showed up with your sourdough dough and you had to flip it every half an hour while we were interviewing you. And That's I was true. like, this man cares about the dough. Look at the love. Look at how he tenderly caresses those. It was all a publicity. Those time. balls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got into $100,000 worth of debt. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, so, we, you know, I mean, uh, well, and, and I think like, you know, when it came to making pizza, like I'd always considered so many of the places I'd worked and done pizza in the past that, you know, when you eat pizza, often what's left behind on the plate when you're done, the crust, because most often right. crust is pretty th- fucking boring. Right. And I've always wanted to have a pizza where, you know, you you truly wanted to eat every last bite of it and, you know, treat it like uh, like a good baguette. And actually, that's what this dough is modeled after is yeah. a baguette dough. Uh, sourdough, uh, lots of whole grains for flavor. Sure. Um, you know, quality olive oil going in uh-huh. and uh, and just make something that like with the end, you're like, oh, fuck, I'll get some of that house made ranch and some hot sauce. Dip that shit. There you go. So good. Yeah. I mean, you're you're like a pizza success story. Like it's the it's the American dream. <laughs> it's like pizza turned it all around for you. It's uh yeah you know what it's it I mean when we hit nine months and my accountant said yeah you're out of debt I was like holy shit I Damn. had no expectation of that because every week was just like show up and hope we make it yeah right. and you were week, you were going week to week literally oh yeah week to week and you know not sure if you know I mean all the usual things as an owner right like I'm not sure if I can pay myself uh blah 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 right. but just going week to week hoping like we you know the, and what it was was a lot of the vendors I know the farmers that I work with, the people I get my meat from. I mean, everybody that I have worked with, I've worked with for so long. And when I told them, hey, I'm going to go for it. Like, I'm going to see if I can make this right. work. They were all like, okay, we're behind you. Yeah. Don't right. worry about You owe us a lot of money. We yeah. need this to work, David. Yeah. And, well, and they could have said, fuck this right, shit. Exactly. Like, let's cut it off. Yeah. Because they like you. Because you're a nice guy. Well, and you build relationships. And we all, you know, that's what this business is about. That's yeah. true. It's just about relationships with people. Whether it's your customers or the people you work with or whatever it might be. You know, you're building those relationships through food. Sure. And and you you've explicated that uh, really well in uh, that whole lamb dinner. I think you've done two now. I think I was at both of them uh, where you yourself went up to uh, a farm that, you know, and killed a lamb 
yep. and then prepared an entire whole animal meal at the restaurant um, and, you know, give a little talk on sustainability and, you know, what you're just talking about, the relationships to, uh, you know, the land and to uh, where you get your food. And uh, I think there's no better way to learn that stuff than to, you know, see it firsthand and to fucking eat. Who doesn't want to eat and learn at the same time? Well, that's, I mean, part of it too, right? Like you go to like a, a talk and, um, and boring. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what am I sitting in a hotel <laughs> conference room? Listen to some guy drone on with a PowerPoint. Yeah. No, no, no. You want to eat the food, drink the wine, have a good time. And in the meantime, it's like, oh yeah, there's that thing that's behind all of this. That's right. cool to learn about that too. Yeah. I mean, wh- what more visceral connection than like. I'm eating a fucking bite of roast lamb and you're showing me on your computer like the lamb and its life and you killing it. It's, it's you know, it's it's a very like vivid way to confront where your shit comes from that's in your mouth right now. It's very real in your face when you see that pool of blood right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I think the first lamb dinner, you showed a few uh, photos on your computer of you killing it and then like, the second lamb dinner, you're like, I'm not going to do that yeah. anymore. People weren't really into that. Yeah, uh, they weren't super kill, into uh, kill slide Check out action. all this blood. Anyway, who's hungry? <laughs> it was after. It was actually after <laughs> the meal. Who wants dessert? Who I made blood ice cream. <laughs> yeah, blood pudding. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, uh, is it hard to, you know kill an animal with your yeah every i mean time. what do you use a knife and yeah and that and the, and the case of a, a lamb it's uh, i mean the most animals somehow you're using a, uh, a sharp object but um yeah yeah you slit its throat that's and pretty intense yeah i mean from the first time i've done it which was you know almost 10 years ago uh to and that's with lambs and i mean i've worked with chickens rabbits pigs done everything but a cow yeah uh but i've been a part of those even Cow, you have to like shoot it with a bolt gun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a that's a slightly different thing. I when I was young, I actually experienced that. I had a friend who was raised on a uh, a ranch in Michigan. I had a friend who was a cow, and he got fucking rocked in the head with a bolt gun when he was eighteen. It was very sad. Uh, he was yeah, our valedictorian, I mean, actually. It was crazy. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> that uh, I mean, Bovine it's, all, it's all intense. Ta- taking the life of an animal is intense shit. Yeah, yeah. I, but, but I think like you know, we, we talk a lot about like. You know, we love eating meat, but we also really want to try to support uh, places like like Marin Sun Farms that are like, you know, doing it in a sustainable way that where it's not like a fucking nightmare for the animals. And it's like, you know, it's easy to lose sight of that when you're completely disconnected from it. But when you like see the fucking farm and you, you look the lamb in the face, it's like it's you can't really escape that fact. You're like, I'm going to kill this thing and I'm going to eat it. Yeah. And well, and it's not just a piece of meat you find in a package at a grocery store. Yeah, you know, it's it's a living, breathing thing that you're you're somehow in uh, in in debt to, I guess, in a way. Like you, right? It's like the Indians. You gotta like honor it. You know, like use all the parts because you're honoring its sacrifice for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I definitely have a, a personal belief that if you eat meat, at least you should see it once. Right? Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm saying. At least once. You shouldn't have to do you it. Have to I don't understand think most people are everything cut out about to do it. it. Yeah, but it, it would it. be like, yeah. I mean. I, I feel like if you went to a slaughterhouse and saw like an industrial kill operation, like that would change your, it would, it change would definitely life. change. Even the most hardcore it, yeah. meat eater who doesn't give a fuck about anything. Like if you actually went to one of those places, it would probably just be yeah, gut wrenching. Yeah. That's rough. Or if you leave and you're just like, this was great. Let's do it again. I don't know if I want to be friends with those people. <laughs> right. anymore. You're like, Oh yeah. What, what's the problem? Well, what's the problem? Uh, it was totally fine down there. Like Tony, the kill Tony's house. been acting weird lately. I don't know if I want to hang out with them anymore. Oh God. 
That, yeah, that's a, that's intense though. But I I think uh, I would like to. I don't know if to actually do it, but maybe to like go with you and see you do it. At least to be next to it, because it's like. So we know what we're doing the next time we do this podcast. Yeah, we're going, Dude, we're going to, out to the field. We're do, we're going on a field trip and we're killing lamb, and then we're gonna we're, we'll do it on mic. Is it screaming? Like, does it know what's? It doesn't know what's coming. No, I mean, uh, when you do a lamb, you put it on its back and it goes catatonic. Okay. So it it, it thinks it's gonna goes, get like sheared. They're like, okay, he's coming of, for my wool. Oh God! <laughs> does it like see? It like seizes up. Like like you can't. No, like, it's super relaxed. Um, okay. It's actually pretty peaceful because it's out in the field, which is technically. You know, you can't playing some Enya in the background. <laughs> it's like it's gonna be okay. Uh, yeah. That sounds idyllic. You're out in a you're out in a, a meadow. The the waving it's, grasses. It's you're just like certainly shh, more go to sleep. Uh, go to sleep. Uh, calm for the animal, and that's the whole point, right? right. Is to not get the adrenaline. They're not in some right. fucking slaughterhouse where they you know well, they know something horrible well, is coming. The adrenaline pumps it ruins the meat. You know, you can taste the fear. You always yeah. hear that. I mean, it's got to be no, at least partially it, true, yeah. right? No, it affects the taste of the meat yeah. for sure. No one wants that fear meat. Yeah, fuck uh-huh. that shit. I mean uh, that lamb. I gotta say, I've I've been eating a lot of lamb as of late, and uh, that lamb's some of the best I've ever tasted. Yeah, well, I mean, it's also how they raise it. You know, those, well, anim- yeah. those animals are happy. They're happy eating really animals. good food. They're eating alfalfa green, and then go from that to eating all the fruit that are in those orchards oh, that are man. right there on the farm. Mm. Yeah, it's a tasty animal. Where was that farm? Uh, Windrose is in Paso Robles. Okay. Yeah, that's just an idyllic existence if you're a lamb. Yeah, well, they're part of the ecosystem right. there. You know, then one day, a cool guy rolls up on his motorcycle, and he's like, "Oh, who's this guy?" He's like, "Who's this guy? Wait, yeah. why does oh. he have a big oh, he's cuddling knife? Me. Oh, he's cuddling he's walking me. right this towards is, me. This is nice. Oh god!" But you they know, go to sheep heaven. Yeah, it's over in three seconds. That's true. It's fast. Right. It's real quick. Quick cut. To the and then, and spot. then what? Like the, you drain the blood into like a bucket? Like you, you hang it? You know, if somebody like yourself is there to catch that blood, and we want to make blood pudding out of it in the morning, sure, sure thing. Uh, but otherwise you just more often than not i mean it happens so you you pull it back over your knee you slit the throat right to the back of the spine you cut the uh the nerve that goes to the brain so it's neurologically dead wow yeah you see the eyes go gray that's intense and you break the neck so that it opens up are we talking like a steven seagal like fucking classic like like move with the arm around the throat you hear the crack oh man yeah you hear the crack and it's intense how many chefs in a in la or in general have you think have done that not many. Okay. Not enough. Because <laughs> that is. I like, haven't. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, a that's not, a commitment. Not many. That's a that's a real serious. Hearing the spine snap is a. Uh, I mean. It's not easy. No. It, it, every time you do it, you realize what you're doing, and there's no like, oh, I can't wait to go. I mean, for me, it's a practice because I think it's important to maintain because you know I have a desire to do that as I get older as well, um, but it's it's certainly not like you go out there and you're like, I oh, can't wait to go slaughter a bunch of animals today. It's yeah. more like, this right. is something I have to maintain a skill set at. Sure. Yeah. Speaking of the skill set, uh, my favorite thing to do when I come and eat at Hail Mary is to just watch you crank out pizzas. I mean, there's, it's a small staff. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're pretty much doing it most of the time. You got your, you got your team as well. But like when you transitioned from journeyman to Hail Mary and you were mm-hmm. like, now we're just going to be fucking cranking out pizzas. Did it take a while to get back in that groove? I mean, you're, you're making the dough for every day. You're, you know, it's a total changing of gears to uh, a whole different operation. Yeah, you know, there's no thought other than it had to get done. Like showing, like we had, right. It was like this or nothing. Well, yeah. I mean, we had, there was five staff members and myself that stayed on from journeyman to Hail Mary. 
And one of them was the guy that helped me do a lot of the prep and mix the dough. And then it was three other cooks and a guy who does dishwashing and prep. And now, I mean, the staff's triple that size. But when we first started out, it was just show up every day and do whatever had to be done. There was no, you know, you're in survival mode. Is the menu much smaller than it is now? Yeah, we started with like six pizzas, maybe four salads and a few vegetable salads. Yeah. It was real simple. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was just, I mean, every day just showing up to do whatever had to be done. Right. And, and you know, just knock it out. And, yeah, I mean. I don't Are you still a, making. I never thought about it. I right. Guess. You're just, you're just like in it. Survival mode. Like, yeah. let's just, let's make. Now that you like, now that Hail Mary has become universally beloved citywide and beyond. And we all fucking know and love it. Do you look back on that transitional period? Like. Whoa, that was fucking crazy. How did we even pull that off? Oh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was absolutely fucking crazy. We talk about it a lot as a staff, especially because there's people that don't know that story that are working here. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and maybe yeah, they a lot just of came your, in and they're like, oh, this place has been here for how long? Yeah. yeah, there's a line out the door And probably every like week a and, lot of your customers as well. They're like, oh, great pizza spot in Atwater. They probably don't even know about Journeyman. There's you know? uh, a couple that comes in probably twice a week. And that's the thing. We got a lot of regulars now that live in the neighborhood. But there's a couple that comes in regularly. And as it turns out, I found out she's a very well-known painter. She's super rad, and I really like her work. And she was talking to me the other day when she was in here. I was like, I had no idea, because I've started to tell the story a little bit more right. on Instagram. Now that you're past your trauma, the PTSD is <laughs> settling. Yeah. yeah. I can, you can I laugh can, about can it. We can about la- it. We'll look back and laugh and laugh. Well, it's just therapy, yeah, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Talk it out. Talk it out, baby. Um, but she was like, I had no idea all these things. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I did either, actually, right. as it was happening. Sure. You know, I mean, the... <laughs> Because there was a lot of drama that went down. I mean, I was told I couldn't do it. Well, I mean, you were told it could not be done. Could not be done, and I can't say who they told me that. They were fools. They said it couldn't be done. But a lot of people told me. And it wasn't now possible. they have to eat crow and crow pizza and on delicious the menu fucking so pizza. Actually, we have crow on the menu. We have crow on the menu now. <laughs> I need some crow. I would eat some fucking crow. 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 pizza. I would probably have to cook it a while. Yeah, yeah. it'd probably be gross. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. It's such an inspiring story because like. You know, the restaurant world is so hard. The the profit margin is so thin. You see so many people who are doing something cool that don't make it. And, you know, comedy is the same way. But it's like, it's really cool to see, uh, you know, how you fucking turn it around. And, you know, what you were saying, like the relationships you've built obviously helped you do that. Like if you had had no goodwill and no one liked what you were doing at Journeyman, you probably wouldn't have been able to flip it as successfully as you did imagine if i was a total dick oh my yeah. god run right out of town oh my god everyone wants to see the dick go down in yeah. flames yeah. yeah no i mean yeah i mean so much of it was built around having a community rally around us yeah um for a lot of reasons and there was people that hated journeyman i mean i can't tell you how many people told me they hated wow. it i really like journeyman but shout out to journeyman r.i.p to a real <laughs> one baby i'll see you at the crossroads journeyman yeah I, but there was people that just i mean they never even come in they hated journeyman mm. i had somebody tell me that at a bar once it was they're like i'm like, not gonna go to hail mary hated because journeyman. Journeyman i'm so glad sucks. that hail mary's in there and i'm like right. yeah that owner was it yeah dick. i hated that, that guy I was that guy was just jer- trying to chase a dream and like pay his staff properly god what a fucking asshole riding around on his motorcycle thinking he's hot shit um yeah. yeah, that's actually really funny though that you have the opportunity to hear people talk about your previous restaurant in your new restaurant. That's the same thing and they have no idea that it's you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, hap- and actually I make the joke a lot with people that come in and they go, "Yeah, I never came to that place. It just it just seemed weird." Like, oh, right. that fucking You're place. like, "Yeah, it was uh, super yeah. weird." Uh, it was, it was actually my evil twin brother. When you <laughs> When you first opened Journeyman, you opened with a no tipping model. 
right. that had the tip included in all the prices. Obviously, that makes the price on the menu higher. And, you know, we've discussed this on the podcast before. Like, um, it's very hard to do that because, like, people can theoretically know that they'll probably be paying the same amount or even less. But then they see the price, and there's some sort of visceral sticker but shock they reaction. They just want the control of the tip, I, I think. They just want to be yeah, able to control what it is. Maybe there's that, too, because people tip badly out there. People, just people are just, some people are just piss-poor tippers, or people yeah. look at the service and, and everything else, or the vibe or whatever, and then they decide that they're going to give. We've said it before, amount. and I will reiterate it now. If you're going out to eat, and you're not tipping 20%, you fucking stay home. It's not, it's not acceptable behavior in the modern dining landscape. To tip less than twenty percent. Total side note: This reminds me. There was a while back this uh, that Oprah did a whole thing on tipping. Did you guys ever no. see this? No. It was like a few years back, but she gave a guide to it, and she actually got lambasted for it because she was telling people they right. could tip less than twenty percent right. if certain circumstances arose, and people were just. She's like, when your butler like, brings whoa, whoa, you a yeah. pizza <laughs> whoa, whoa. and it's cold, you know, it, you, you know, don't yeah. tip your butler. Yeah, there's, there was, there yeah. was. Imagine a billionaire being out of touch with society. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that one, but yeah, was, there was an uproar in the, uh, in the uh, hospitality community because of what she said, and it was like, well, you're out of touch. Um, what's actually going on here? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, see, the thing is, I admire people who try to open, and because the tipping model is bad, but it's so ingrained that I mean, it doesn't. You work. obviously found it very I difficult. I mean, what you said it was a true understatement. It's not hard. It's impossible. Everybody right. it's that impossible. was doing it. At That's least close. in the United States. Everybody yeah. that was doing it, you know, we're talking East Coast too, yeah. New York, yeah. all those guys, they've stopped. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I, it, as journeymen, we stopped doing it not even a year in. We were six, seven months in, and I stopped that. Right. And, um, but I, I went out and I met with the folks from Marlowe and Sons, Andrew Tarlow and his team, and they were on their way out of it, and they've stopped now. Okay. And then, uh, what's his face? Um, Dan, not old what's his balls not barber the other guy in new york oh yeah there, there was a, there was a couple guys trying uh, to do it bigger bigger name guys but like he's stopped too yeah. like everybody's just pulled out of it because right. it didn't work right um unfortunately uh, part of it is the sticker shock sure uh, i mean people thought we were expensive and uh and you're right some people want to have control i mean it's everybody has different opinions on it whatever it was it doesn't matter it didn't work right people are probably now with what we tried to do with journeyman People still weren't making a living wage, and that was the whole point of doing right, it. Exactly. I couldn't pay them a living wage. That's the whole reason to do it. And now they're making two and a half to three times as much money, and everybody across the board makes good money. Right. right. At Hail Mary, and that and and so you know, it's as an owner, you just look at it and you go, well, if if at the end of the day, everybody this is making more sense and financially viable. I actually wanted to ask you about that because the way that you run Hail Mary is super stripped down, and I think great. You walk in, um, you know, the chalkboard's up. You see what's on the menu. Uh, you don't sit down. You walk up to the counter. Yeah. You place your order. Mm-hmm. You know. Then you grab utensils. You grab water. You grab your wine that you got from the counter. You sit down, and then someone will bring you your order. But it's not like table. So you don't have like servers per se. Nope. So, I mean, when it comes to the tips, like, there, isn't there a rule that back of house isn't allowed to have tips they or don't be tipped? Deliver the food or have a direct interaction with customers. They can't yes. be tipped. Then they so, can't be tipped. So, so how do you so divide? You just have them bring out plates every now and again. Every they, I mean, everybody, they all run. Everybody that works there here you go. runs, runs some, runs something. So that's like yeah. the loophole. And they, get around it. Yeah. and they all can take orders. Yeah, uh, everybody's see? trained to take orders. Everybody can run. Food. Everyone can do is everything. Everyone, is everyone cross trained on stations? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
everybody's trained to take orders and run food. That's like that's one of really and the smart. way and, and the way our tip model works is this tip pool. So everybody shares, but you have to actually What about so like a dishwasher then? Though? Dishwasher too. Oh, Dishwashers, okay. bus tables, run if you have a direct interaction with customers, you okay. can receive tips. Perfect. And so the way that the tip pool share works is once you know how to do your station, you basically get about a half of what you could earn up to. So whether you're a dishwasher, an order taker, a cook, as soon as you command your station, you have half of whatever your your possible tip pool shares. And then once you're able to cross train and help in all the areas, run food, bus tables, all that stuff, then you can earn an equal share up to the full amount of your potential. You know, so out of a scale of one to ten, you're at a five, and then you work your way up to That's a ten. That's amazing. Is and this so, so you, whether you're a dishwasher or a cook or a order taker, right? Right. You can make the same amount of tips. And I'll tell you right now, like on the weekends, these guys are making a lot of money. You guys are busy. You're cranking. And the way that then you can make more money is by taking on more responsibility and getting paid more hourly. Right. So they can make more hourly and they can make tips. Is this a system that you devise or is this something that people are doing? It's evolved on its own. I mean, this is not. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Another thing that I would say is like at Journeyman, we often uh, uh, put the shark above the horse cart. And so meaning, yes. <laughs> uh, we, we often put the shark in front of the shark. Cart. Yeah, there was a jumping yeah. of the cart. Right. The a, horse jumped the yeah. sh- cart. Yes. The horse shark happened. <laughs> uh, so but what, but what often um, uh, what we did was we would decide, oh, it's going to be like this. So we'll do this. And that was part of like the no tipping, all these kind of things. We we presumed it would happen a certain way. And with Hail Mary, it's just been like, I don't know, let's just figure out what happens. Yeah, I feel like that kind of week to week mentality of like, let's just stay alive has led to you to build a system that's the most ideal for what you needed it to be at the and time. Exactly. And so we've been very honest with our customers, ourselves, with everything that's happening, going, Well, does this work? And we have, you know, weekly meetings with the employees right. and they have a say too, where I'm just like, Yeah, that's a great idea. Or like, oh, let's talk that one through. Right. But it's or, no, that on sucks. Its own. Shut up, Todd. <laughs> yeah, Todd doesn't work. <laughs> Todd, Todd's gone. Todd's gone. Yeah, Todd didn't work out. <laughs> Todd's a domino. Uh, shark a lead. Um, that's really cool. I, I, I really like, because uh, obviously, you know, traditionally, there's a huge disparity between back and front of house, and it makes people in the back of house lives harder. And, you know, like a lot of restaurants, like Joel, you did at the Wallace before you left, and I've seen happening on menus around town, they'll add like a 3%, uh, like kitchen uh, love, you know, percentage to the bill, and that goes to the back of house which, you know, obviously helps quality of life across the board. But I think, you know, what you've built here is kind of a, you know, obviously it's a, it's a smaller scale operation than a massive restaurant, but like that allows the most customization and the best quality of life for everyone involved. We're, we're building a restaurant model day by day, week by week that we could never have planned for. And it's allowing things for like, I mean, what's a living wage in LA? It's somewhere in the neighborhood of like 25, 30 bucks an hour. Probably, at yeah. Least, it's not a at cheap least. place to live. And our employees make more than that. That's great. Across the board. So Everybody. It's like, a, it's like a living, breathing thing, man. We're figuring it out as we go, baby. Well, P- a- pizza <laughs> restaurant as utopian society, brother. Well, and like... Open it- your third <laughs> eye, man, and put some mozzarella in it. There's, there's a... Um, there's a, there was a desire with Journeyman to make a place that had that kind of utopian, uh, idyllic approach right but we didn't know how to do it but the goddamn general public couldn't get on board with the no tipping but by saying we don't know what we're doing let's just put pizzas in the oven right so you take you you take people go what's the concept you go there's no concept it's a pizza restaurant right come in and eat yeah come in and eat fucking pizza yeah like and and we're very open about our 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 model and the way it works like i i'm like oh we'd rather charge less 
and see more of you come back over and over again and make money that way. Exactly. Then charge a little more. You got a lot of repeat customers. Oh man, it's constant. But like you get a 13 inch pizza for, I mean, what as little as 10 bucks with some of our pies can't argue, can't and argue no pie that. is $20. No yeah. pie is that expensive. Yeah. And, and for the quality you're getting your prices. Are yeah. Great. That's a, and that's, that's the whole point. You bring people price. back over yeah. and over and over again. But so in that we've created this dialogue um, where now it's not about the model. It's about um, the dialogue is actually built around like, how do we build it better every day? We're not focused on like, well, how are we presenting ourselves to the world? Which is what journeyman, you know, got wrapped up in like, what are we, who are we? It's like, fuck all that. No, it's a pizza restaurant. You order at the counter. Really right. simple shit. Right. What Everyone can understand at least yeah. that. That's order an entry the counter, point. Menus on the wall. This is pizza eat restaurant. Pizza, eat some fucking pizza. Get the fuck out. Make room for the next person. <laughs> Damn. Pizza as an engine for uh, utopian world building. Yeah. Pizza and is the fucking answer. I mean, literally, <laughs> I mean, come on. What What's a better equalizer than pizza? I, I can't think of it. Hamburger. 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 <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, L.A. is a town that reveres its burgers, but there is kind of this, you know, we've called it peak pizza. I don't know if it's peak, but there's a pizza boom. There's a lot of great pizza in town. But the thing that I really like about your approach, I mean, obviously you got your places that are trying to do New York style. Right. You got your places doing the square slice, but like you so call, you explicitly say, this is Hail Mary. This is Los Angeles style pizza. I think it's the only place I've ever seen to say this is Los Angeles style pizza. This is my own thing. I, this is a Los Angeles pizza restaurant. Therefore, this is Los Angeles style. I mean, it's half, you know, brazen marketing. Sure. Bullshit. And it's <laughs> sure. Half, but it's half. Which you um, need. In the, but, it, but in the 11 years I've been in L.A., this was the dough I developed. And let me say, folks, if you haven't had this dough, I mean. Tasting it in the sourdough in your, you know, in the just the, the plain sourdough loaf is great, but when you have it uh, in the pizza, I mean, it's a it's a pie like none other. It's it's certainly a different dough than. So I now eat. we kind of have. I've been seeing some other places. This new spot in Echo Park doing this natural sourdough crust. You, do you see sh you shit like that and like, yeah, okay, everyone's coming around. You're the <laughs> everyone's trying to Godfather. bite my shit. Or are you just kind of like, hey, if we're uh, if we are the entry point for people to start getting into a different style. Uh, you know, so be it. You know what? I'm just happy to see more of it happening. And I, again, our biggest thing is there's nothing that we have like in terms of what we're presenting that I think is new. Like, I don't really think what we're doing is any different. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I don't think about it. What I think about, I is think in your particular style it is, but obviously it's like, yeah, you're a pizza restaurant. You're like, we make pizza and you eat it. Yeah. We're just doing what are do what we're doing and presenting it as authentic to our experience as we can. And uh, everything else is, you know, whatever else happens around it. Like, I'm stoked to see more good shit popping up. I'm really stoked to see, like, the Lamora guys taking yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, really happy for them. A lot Pizzana, of great pizza. Like, Shout out to Elio. He just got shut down by the health department. Elio. Free Elio. Elio what? Innocent. Yeah. Damn. So. That's too bad. But, yeah, I mean, uh, the more sourdough pizza, the better. Obviously, we're in a, a time when people are, you know, really getting into fermenting. And, you know, people are, a lot of people are making bread as a hobby. And there's a lot of great bread being made in the city. And, you know, if you're going to have great bread, why not fucking put sausage and cheese on that? Mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. just, it's just like so, basic. My, that's what my grandma always told me. <laughs> Life that, lessons that, that was, that was from what, Nana. That's what Nana. That's what Bubby always said. If you're going to make great bread, just put some fucking... Dude, challah pizza? Why the fuck not? Oh, my God. Let's do it. Has anyone ever made challah pizza? I don't know, man. Probably. Wow. Joel. I know every time during Passover, we just would put cheese and sauce on matzah. Oh, I've done that. Like matzo pizza, which is delicious. Yeah, I've definitely done Sounds that. Sounds delicious. It's great. Yeah, talk about thin crust. Ooh. That's the thinnest crust there is. <laughs> Yahweh approved. <laughs> 
we don't have time to let this shit leaven. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm so happy for you guys. And uh, also, I mean, you know, I think you kind of coming from someone who was, you know, not just a pizza guy, you're a chef, you had your own restaurant. I think the attention that you bring to the vegetables, I know you go to the market and you're handpicking everything. And I think everything else outside of the pizza is also fucking stellar. It's like some you're like your vegetable side dishes are at the level of quality that you would get at like Bavel or like, you know, a fucking Kismet or like some, you know, more expensive Olive restaurant. Garden. Olive Garden. Olive Garden. The, sure. the, Olive the, Garden the pantheon sure. of a great Ta- table side iceberg lettuce giant tomato salad but like it's like you know there's a lot of places that have like you know solid pizza or good pizza where everything else is kind of an afterthought but like i really appreciate that like the meatballs are amazing the wings are amazing like i'll come in and just sometimes get a chopped salad if i don't want pizza that chopped salad fantastic all the vegetable dishes the mushrooms i mean it's nice to see a pizza place that goes beyond just the pie it's a full menu it really is it's, it's, it's a lot i mean let me say i i love the pizza but sometimes i'll get meatballs Chopped salad, add anchovies, which I love. Throw the anchovies on top of that chopped salad, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then get a get like a veggie dish or two, and that's a fucking dinner. That is a dinner. That's, that's a, a fucking, great. That's meal. a nice dinner right there. Veggies, get some wine. You guys got nice wine going. There's plenty of nights I do the exact same thing. Yeah, you can't eat pizza every day. I mean, Joel most, Joel aspires to, as I we would, learned I would, earlier. I would this love episode. to. I just get so sleepy. I'm already sluggish <laughs> right now. I started like nodding off like halfway through. Joel's like, been sleeping through this interview. I've been sleepy. I've been so sleepy lately. Yeah, how much pizza do you? Because we were talking about earlier, uh, b- before this interview, in our uh, preamble part of like, if you had no health consequences, like, what would you just eat every day if like your body would be fine? Unpasteurized cheeses. <laughs> like you wouldn't get fat you wouldn't get uh an gout, Ill, no, adverse no health effects you wouldn't get gout you wouldn't get scurvy like but you could just really just eat whatever you want to red meat red meat red yeah meat. red meat i mean i, I that's what i vegetables said vegetables and salads but yeah i mean fucking yeah i could eat a steak every fat night steak yeah. yeah that's what i said I'm, yeah. I'm glad to see we're on the fat same steak slathered in butter oh my god yeah, 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 yeah. lots of butter lots of butter said steak. plenty of like plenty of salt salt on the side oh, oh yeah salt. just cracked black pepper Yep. Well, that's it. That's all you need. I mean, and a bottle of red wine. A, yeah, a, a sauce that's, like, like reduced, like like not like, a glass of red wine. A right. You're a man after wine. my own heart. Yeah. So Just let's a nice say Barolo. We're coming to the end here, but let's let's look forward. You're you know, you're out of the danger zone. Hail Mary's thriving. Um, you've paid back all your debts around town. No one's gonna break your thumbs. What is what are you looking toward on the horizon? Like what's next? What do you what are your plans? Or are you just like happy to be like in a place where everyone's making money and shit's cranking? I mean, right now, just exactly that. We're 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 stoked that things are going well. Um, you got brunch going. Come during the day, folks. The brunch is fucking banging, dude. Brunch is brunch so good. Is that slamming. toast with the greens and the egg. Oh man, take that al aqua. <laughs> al aqua wishes. I know. Al aqua could never. Well, I mean, it's hard to compete with $5 bottles of rosé, but I think, oh, we found, I think we found a way. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, we make, they just him, took make him more and more and pastries. They just took Sprite and, like, fermented it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. They put a little bit of... I don't want a $5 they, bottle they of rosé. They put a little grenadine in it. They're like, it's rosé. Keep that away from me and my Sparkling family. Sparkling rosé. Yeah, we're just, we're just rounding out what we offer. We're focusing on catering. We're doing more fermentation. Um you know, or sandwich menu, like, so that bread, like yeah. sandwiches stuff. are, I, that's, we haven't even talked about that. You're uh was it the porchetta that one time that I had, or was it, uh, we, we've got a, did you have the Cuban sandwich with the pulled oh, pork? God. What? No, it wasn't Cuban. BLT. Was it a, uh, I don't even remember. I don't know. We got, we got about a, 
good solid 10 sandwich lineup okay. right now. I got to come back in for a sandwich. I mean, that bread works so well as a toast, as a sandwich. I mean, it's just all around. So we're getting, we're going to get another oven soon. Damn. And be in a position Ooh. to start baking more bread. Okay. So really we're just focusing on ex- like doing more of what we already do and just keep growing organically and allow it to happen naturally. And you can buy loaves of sourdough, right? That's, you sure can. Okay. They sell out faster and faster yeah, every so day, though. Do you do delivery, too? We do delivery through an app, but I'm pretty fucking over that shit. Yeah. Because of the, 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 the amount the, of money the, they take out of it? It's not just that. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. If you want if you want more business, you have to be willing to give up a bigger percentage. Like, right. they, you know, it's right, just right, getting right. worse and worse. But on top of that, like, the, the quality, quality by the time it arrives yeah. is, is garbage. Yeah, yeah. You that's, know, that's always the biggest I've had my issue. problems with getting addicted to food delivery apps, but I always come back to that irrefutable fact that like nothing really travels that well and pizza probably travels the best out of almost anything but Our it's pizza like, travels great but like if they've got a guy it's just not going to be as good minutes it's not gonna yeah but like and then he's got to deliver you, four deliveries yeah that's what you thing. get the pizza like you're just like you've been waiting what an hour you're not gonna like be yeah. like all right i'm gonna turn my cast iron on right and, like, exactly crust, you're and starving you're gonna throw it in your own yeah. oven and be like i'm just gonna get you're it back gonna devour it just like uh we're considering actually doing our own delivery sometime because the guys that we were using caviar got bought out by DoorDash. Right. Uh, and like okay. Postmates sucks dick. Yeah. Like it all just kind of sucks. So we're considering just doing our own delivery. You got to come on down if you guys haven't been. You can, you, and you, plus the Hail Mary experience. You can hire, you can, you can hire just a, cu- a courier service. I mean, we were talking about sure. this like earlier. Just like have your own like built in. Like there's like ways around it. I'll do it. Give me your motorcycle. I'll learn how to drive, and then I'll put on a dude, messenger bag and dude, shove get, pie into it. Get him a motorcycle with a sidecar. Buy him a dog. Right, Let the exactly. dog sit sit in the side cool car. dog in the sidecar, sitting on a stack of pies. I'm zooming around Atwater. I'm drinking wine. Sure, David I, said I could. Pizza was good, but there was a lot of yeah. dog hair in it. Carl so wrecked my mailbox pulling up, but uh, pizza was delicious. Uh, so a Vespa. Yeah, a Vespa. <laughs> I will do it. Fine. You you convince me. No, like the, like one of those tricycle motorcycles. You know? yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, like no, a, war, no a World War II sidecar one. No I got fear. like the helmet and the goggles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got to come. And we were talking about ambiance earlier. Like the ambiance is great. The music is pumping. It's always good. You go in. It feels like a party. You got cool plants. I mean, it's it's a place that I really like to just uh, you know hang out and eat. We were talking about song. How it always feels like has a fun party vibe, and it's just like a Good place to be. Hail Mary, I think of it the same way. So if you haven't been, come on down to Atwater. If you're if you're listening to this on the west side of LA and you're like, oh, it's, fuck worth, you. The it's worth the drive. It's worth the drive. It's worth the drive. It's only like a 25 minute motorcycle ride. It is ride. worth it's the like drive. Not that bad. It is worth the drive. Um, we're gonna wrap it up here because I know you have to go work. But this has uh, been a goddamn pleasure, David. Thanks for joining us again. One thanks of our for few, having me. One of our few back. repeat guests, top ten guests, David Wilcox. Thank you so much. Um, follow Hail Mary on uh, Instagram. Anytime you do a Hail special Mary event pizza. like uh, the uh, yeah, at Hail Mary Pizza. If you do another lamb dinner, all that info will be on there. Big things coming down the line for Hail Mary. Buy some bread. I'm telling you, if you don't believe me, I've I've gone up against breadheads, and they're like, oh, I'm like, oh, you haven't been to Hail Mary? Then uh, then you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a staple. It's, it's a neighborhood gem, but I also feel like it's a destination restaurant. It can be both. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening guys. Uh, you can follow me at Carl Hess on Instagram. As always, you can follow Joel at Joel David Miller on Instagram. Uh, you can always email us. Yep. 42069 at gmail.com. And, uh, Dave, thanks, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Be safe out on that motorcycle, bro. We need you. Um, thank you guys for listening. As always, go on iTunes, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Gotta do it. And uh, we'll be back next week.
Go eat something fucking delicious. Preferably pizza. (laughs) 